This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the many, many members that we have. And that's kind of the beauty of this show. We have a new experience every week because we have a new guest every week. In fact, today's guest is a um, big practitioner of selling homes here in the Central Valley. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, now, if you, in the event that you are not in your car driving around listening to your radio or your transistor radio broke, don't forget you can go on your computer and stream the show by visiting our website, kynofresno.com, or download the mobile app on your phone and ask Alexa to play Kino Fresno. All right, so everybody is probably wondering, well, who is this guest that he's talking about? Well, it's Jason Ferris. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Don. How are you today? Doing good. Well, I'm glad you uh, let me know when you started, which you started in 2006. So you're pushing 20 years. Right. And we worked in the same office back then. We did. And I remember that uh, after a while, I thought, oh, man, this Jason Ferris, man, he knows a lot about technology. Um, maybe I can learn a thing or two from him. And I want you to know he shows up today with his electronic notepad, <laughs> and I got three pieces of paper in my hand. It's my remarkable. What's funny, Don, is back then when I first got started and I, we were in the same office, um, I don't know if you remember this, but you showed me how to navigate around town, right? You took me in your, I think it was a white uh, Tahoe or an Escalade, they had Escalades back then, but it was, and, and, and we used, uh, we didn't use a GPS. Like we use maps, right? And you said the 7,000th block starts north of Herndon and the four, you, you showed me how to navigate around town. You remember that, huh? Of course I did. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I don't get lost. So recently I taught a class. You're going to like this one, Jason. I taught a class to a bunch of newer agents and it was entitled how to use AI to increase your productivity. So you taught this class? Yes, I did. When they got there, they realized AI did not mean artificial intelligence. I, I called it agent intelligent <laughs> intelligence. It's like, hey, know that Herndon is the 7,000 block. Know that Shaw Avenue is the 5,000 block. Uh, so I taught all that. And, uh, you know, I kept them interested for an hour. That's pretty impressive. So you're teaching the same thing you did back in 2006 here in 2024. Hey, it wasn't all that bad. And by the way, this these pieces of paper I'm holding in my hand, they work quite fine. They do. They do. <laughs> Plus, I can change the font size to fit the, my eyesight. Fit your eyesight <laughs> so you don't need the glasses, right? You just make the font bigger. That's right. So prior to 2006, when you got into Fresno Real Estate, I, I, even though it didn't feel like it, I, I say real estate was kind of normal. But in the 18 years since then, we have had a wild roller coaster ride. We certainly have, Don. Give it to give our listeners that wild roller coaster ride from your perspective. Well, just some of the highlights. We had, we had the foreclosure market, right, where 
you know, we had toolboxes essentially in the back of our cars full of uh, plastic gloves and cleaners and tools to turn on the water when the water was turned off. Um, pepper spray because maybe there was people inside the homes that shouldn't be in the homes. Uh, we had our locksmiths on fast dial. Then we had short sales. Wait a minute, you're calling these highlights? <laughs> well, maybe low lights, right? Okay. But certainly different changes in the market that we as realtors and buyers and sellers had to work their way through. So we had foreclosures, we had short sales. Um, and, and then I would say we had more of a, we started to have a little bit of a balanced market, didn't we? When, gosh, Don, when was that? When I we, think it was in April of 20. Uh, um, 15, 2015, but it only lasted a month. If you're talking about a normal market, <laughs> I was thinking back about when we had 2,300 homes to choose from, you know, versus the, maybe the 600 or 500 we'd have today, uh, for our buyers. But, uh, yeah. And, and now I think the most memorable time that everyone has is we had our, uh, interest rates, right. When people remember this, it, it seems like yesterday, but it was a good year and a half ago now where interest rates were hitting, you know, 3% or a little 2.85. Uh, and now of course we've got higher interest rates, not historically high, but higher interest rates and this shortage of inventory, right. That were like less homes to choose from type of market. So lots of ups and downs and, and, and things to navigate through. Yeah, it, it's been um, quite, a, quite a career. <laughs> um, and, you know, when I was sarcastically saying April of 2015, I just went and looked at my stats, which, by the way, once again, I have it on a piece of paper piece here. Of paper. Um, but in 2015, it was kind of just normal. We had um, 8,200 sales in Fresno County. Um, and if you figure this year we had 6,200, and two years ago we had 9,400, that 82 is kind of a healthy normal. Yeah, I would say so. Um, the median sold price was $220,000. Wow, wouldn't that be nice to go back then? Yeah. Or yeah. to have the foresight and buy maybe 10 houses instead of one. Exactly. Um, and even though the prices were so low, 220, we had $2 billion worth of dollar volume that year in Fresno County. So $2 billion worth of homes changed hands in perspective where the median price is almost doubled now. We're only at 2.73 billion. So shows you how fewer homes that we're selling now how, yeah. how less frequent they're turning hands exactly yeah, yeah. um we forgot is, those covid years by the way like we navigated covid as well if you remember our, our governor at the time um decided that for for a short period of time that we weren't um what did he say essential yeah essential we weren't essential now Fortunately for us, like the legislation decided to, that we were, but for a period of time, we weren't essential. Yeah. But remember those days? We were essential as long as we were wearing a mask and gloves and, uh, oh, and put booties on to go inside a home. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd forgotten about that. Um, COVID still exists. We don't do those things anymore. But uh, yes, I, I, I recall it. I, I, I had forgotten but yes. <laughs> well, and some of those things you want to forget. Yes, Don, we do. All of us. All right. So um, where do you sell homes? Is it primarily the city of Fresno or 
do you have a much bigger I, market I would, area? For me, I would say the Central Valley, Fresno, Clovis, Madera area. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoy some of the rural areas, like selling to you know farmers, like maybe Carruthers or Easton, or you know maybe the, uh, South Valley a little bit, Kingsburg. You know, I, I can really kind of enjoy going out there where they got maybe ten acres or five acres or twenty, you know, a part of the sale. So I kind of enjoy that. But the Central Valley for me. All right, excellent. So. I want to ask you, with all the experience you have now, and I will say this to our listeners, Jason is a practitioner. He He's out there on the streets experiencing things. Boots so, on the ground. Huh? Boots on the ground, yeah. Um, what is your forecast for 2024? Oh, look at you asking the tough questions right up front. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see prices will continue to go up. My guess is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of you know, five to 7% uh, increase. Uh, I do think interest rates are going to be coming down. I, I know that's kind of a risky thing to say, no promises, uh, but I think they'll come down to somewhere around the high fives, which would be great for our market. Uh, I think great for sellers and buyers both. I don't think we're ever going to see the threes or the twos again. I think that was a one-time kind of thing, but that for me, we're going to continue to have a limited inventory. That doesn't mean it's not a bad time to buy. It just means you got to be more prepared when you're ready to buy. Right. And understand that just because you didn't get the home that came on the market today and some other family did, it doesn't mean that the a better home for you isn't coming on the market tomorrow. Right. Still a great time to buy. But there's strategies that your local realtor can help you with that'll help you give a chance, a better chance of getting that offer accepted. And here's a good story for those people that think, oh, man, I, I put in an offer on my dream home and I didn't get it. They it sold to somebody else that outbid me. If you continue on and you eventually buy another home, you're not going to remember the one you lost. (laughs) And here's my story to it. I had a a buyer one time. She could not make up her mind between these two homes. And I I tried the Ben Franklin T, you know, the pros and the cons and all that. Nothing was working with her. Finally, I pulled out my last resort. I pulled a quarter out of my pocket and said, all right, we're going to (laughs) flip. The one on Decatur is heads. She goes, no, 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 no. Let's just buy the one on Decatur. So she did. Now, here's how the story ends. Ten years later, she got transferred back east and had to sell. And I was joking to her that this is the home that a coin flip almost Almost. worked for you. And she laughed about it. I said, do you remember the other home? She couldn't remember it. There you go. And yet she cried leaving that home of 10 years leaving this one that's a great story don (laughs) all right and we're and jason and i planned this out we're going to have some more stories at the end of the show so stay tuned for that so you think interest rates are going to go down but if they go down into the fives i mean right now i'm seeing them in the sixes so it's not dramatic no no what's going to happen Lots of buyers coming out of the woodwork, I, I you know, wanting to take advantage of that low rate once again. Um, so more demand, of course, raises the prices of the homes, right? Mm-hmm. We got five buyers fighting over that one property. That property is certainly going to go up in price and sell quicker. So, you know, my message to anybody who's listening, who's waiting till the rates come down would honestly be to buy now right? Because the home price should be less than if they wait for that 
magical time that the rates may go down. So what should a what's your advice to a buyer who wants to get ready? They they want to be able to go out and see that house and say, "Yep, that's the one I want to put an offer on." What what do they need to do in advance? Well, first thing is secure a good realtor to work with, right? Because it's going to take some strategy to get your offer accepted. Second thing, and I think most lenders or most realtors would say is like find out, are you paying cash or are you going to get a loan? And if you're going to get a loan, let's hook you up with a local lender who can give you a strong letter of loan approval. Because listen, like I list and sell a lot of homes and I'll tell you what my sellers look for, right? They're looking for a clean written offer that nets them the most amount of money that gives them the terms they want. But they also want to see a letter from a local lender, right? That's been vetted right? Like we've seen tax returns, we've seen pay stubs, like we know this person is well qualified to buy. They're going to accept that, right? Over a national bank loan letter every time. Yeah. I, and that's a theme on this show so often is it? about the local lender versus that, that internet. Uh, yeah. I don't want to use their rhymes with B of A. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> All right. Well, with that little technical technical uh, glitch we had when you tried to say that name, we're going to go to our first commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio with us, we have Jason Ferris of Fres Yes Realty. Quite a name, Fres Yes. Kind of reminds me of Fresno. All right, but the positive, Don. We're all about the positivity, right? <laughs> all right. Um, good one. You, you came up with a good one there, Jason. My new slogan, I think, Don's going to be, make positivity louder. Oh, all like right. That, right. So let's turn up the volume on our radios right now, because <laughs> this is a positive show. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're going to do our best to make it positive. Yes, that's right. So um, let's look back on 2023 and make that positive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I mean, we both have lots of stories, you know, like there are people, uh, a lot of people found homes this year. I mean, Don, do you have that number in your, in your book there? How many homes did we sell as an association in 2023? Okay. For just Fresno County, just Fresno County, single family residences, condos and PUDs. Okay. Uh, so real estate's involved in them. So not mobile homes. Right. Um, 6,223 for, for the year of 2023. And that's excluding new construction. There is some new construction in there, in but there. it had to, it came from our multiple listing service. So if a builder built a home and did not put it in the multiple listing service, it wouldn't be there. Wouldn't be there. So maybe 5% of that is, is yeah. new construction. So 60, 6,200 homes. So listen, that's a lot of families, right? A lot of first time home buyers, part of that 6,200 uh, homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you were involved in, in some of those and your office certainly was and, and so was ours. And so that's the first positive is like, despite interest rates being higher, despite inventory being limited, the reality is people are still buying, right? And look, let me share a quick story. I, we were going to share some stories towards the end, but I'll squeeze this one in now. A friend of mine bought at the very end of 2022, single guy um, bought in uh, the Madera Ranchos area. 
and uh, he had a business opportunity come up late in 2023. So just about a year, maybe a little bit over a year. And the price of his home had gone up about $35,000. So he had a business opportunity. He says, you know, like, I'm not going to lose money if I sell so quickly, am I? And I said, well, I don't know. Let's do some, do some math and figure it out. Look at the market conditions. And turns out, and he ended up netting $35,000 more than he had paid for the home just a year, year, and maybe three months ago. Right. But it gave him an opportunity to reinvest in his business, which is uh, he's, you know, he's happy to have done. And he wouldn't have been able to do it had he not purchased that home. Right. So uh, a lot of fun, good stories, you mm -hmm. know, come from what a lot of people would say is a very tough market. Yeah. Well, and I think they're good stories because we're dealing with people and, and their life events and, and big time events. Yeah. Um, well, and even small time events, even a birthday party that you have in your yard, you know? That, sure. Yeah. Sure. The kids will think that's big time. That's right. And I mean, how many people move from an apartment, you know, to, to a single family home, like where they didn't have to worry or a, a rental, Don, like, you know, rental prices have gone up significantly over the last few years. Occupancy rate is, I don't know, probably 98, 99%. It's tough to find a good rental property out there right now. But you know, one of the things that a renter experiences that's not so uh, enjoyable is the rent being announced that they're raising it. Oh, hey, we're gonna raise rent by $250 a month. Whoa, you know, and all of a sudden their family budget changes. Well, you get inside a home and you're owning it. And guess what? Like your payment's your payment. Right. Like like this is what it is. So no one expected like, oh, guess what? You know, find an extra 250 a month to live here anymore. And by the way, you want to paint the walls, whatever color you want. Go for it. You own it. Right. Yeah. Um, I always say that the best form of rent control is a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. <laughs> you, you buy a house, fix that mortgage interest rate and you know what your payment's going to be in the year 2044. Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. You don't know what your rent's going to be in 2044. Absolutely. And it's not just that landlords are raising rents. Their, their costs are going up, too. Yeah. Heck, I just had to put a, a fence in uh, one year after I put another side up. The, the cost went up almost 40% in one year. Labor, materials. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And you have, you know, you pass that or most landlords would pass that expense on, you know. Or expect to, or hope or, to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so I know this is something you're really into is inventory. I what, am. Uh, and you've got some numbers there. Um, be careful though, I mean, at least my piece of paper won't go away. <laughs> your, your electronic one, you might delete it. Well, I have to touch it every once in a while, otherwise they're and it kind of goes away. But no, Don, I wanted to talk a little bit about inventory today because, um, well, I mean, we, we've been in a low inventory market now for at least a couple of years. And it's something that I think we're going to continue to experience for the next several. And there's a lot of people, um, you know, on more national stage that are working on solutions, right, for uh, our inventory. But at the end of the day, I just want our listeners to kind of understand, like, why do we have so little homes uh, available for sale? And then maybe you and I could talk about some strategies, you know, to help them get into a home now when, when there's less of a choice. Um, what do you think? Well, yeah, we could do that. But I liked what you said. There's some uh, 
ideas and solutions being thrown about by the government? Shouldn't we just wait and for the government to solve it for us? <laughs> we might be waiting a while, Todd. <laughs> we might be. But some of these things we're seeing now, like uh, ADUs, right? Like we've seen some changes in, in, in legislation that, you know, are, are allowing more ADUs. I, I'd be honest, I'm not on like the recent changes, but I know there's more conversations about them, at least in our state uh, and, and locally. You know, I've had people approach me and saying, I think I have what is an ADU on my property. You know, can we take a look at it? Because if it is, maybe I could sell my house and it's worth more money. Or maybe I could put somebody in it. I don't know. Like, how do these things work? So ADUs are something that um, we're hearing more about. Uh, there's some new financing options that are being discussed. You know, 40, 50 year mortgages. I think there's, I think actually a 40 year mortgage does exist now. Um, just not very popular yet. Yet. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, people who are really into finance would say, gosh, that sounds ridiculous. I'm going to be paying interest, a lot more interest for a lot more time. But if, you know, it does bring your payment down. Right. And I don't know how many, like average right now, Don, is people are staying in their homes for a little over 14 years before they sell them, but they are selling them. So are we really paying interest rate for 40 years or 50 years? No, we're paying for 14. So I don't know. What did it, what did that extended period of time afford you to do something right. else? Maybe pay for graduate school. I don't know. I think every situation is a little different and needs to be thought about, but that's a solution that people are talking about. Um, and then there's some tax incentives that are being discussed for sellers who end up buying up. So nationally, they're looking at, you know, ways that um, they, they can help our situation. Mm -hmm. right. I think if I can see over there, you have some interesting numbers on inventory. Well, locally, like we're real estate's yeah. local, so let's talk about that. Right. One of the things that I've always paid attention to, and we talk about in our weekly meetings, is like what does our existing single family inventory look like? So I pulled, knowing I was coming here uh, to this morning, I took a look, and today there's 430 existing single family homes available for sale in Fresno Clovis together. Now I excluded condos and PUDs, right? So you're going to have some condos and PUDs. And I actually took the time to exclude anything that was, that was bought, that was built in 2023 or well, 2024. So anything built 2022 or prior is included in this number, but here's how it breaks down, Don 345 homes in Fresno that someone could choose to purchase. And that's every price point, all right? It's two, $3 million, uh, it's a 110, you know, it's, it's high and low. And then in Clovis, only 85, 85 homes. Now, just to get fun here, if you wanted a four bedroom home in Clovis, you have 45 to choose from today. If you wanted a three bedroom with your four bedroom or a three bath with your four bedroom, you'd only have 32 homes to choose from. Now, let's say you wanted a pool. So a four-bedroom, three-bath with a pool in Clovis, 15 homes. 15 homes to choose from, Don. Um, and uh, those homes, by the way, there's only two of them that are priced under $600,000. One's $599,999, and one's $565. I, just, I find that just amazing that we have such little. Now, it doesn't mean that there won't be more choices tomorrow, right? These homes are selling in 10, 12 days on average. So we're going to see more of them, right? So if, if you're 
don't like the choices today, that's all right, right? Like there'll be another tomorrow and then that's the one you should be going after. But it's interesting to me that like, you've just gotta be ready, right? Like when that home comes on the market, you gotta be ready. You have to have had your realtor ready to go. Maybe, I don't know, don't, what other things should people do to, to, so they could have an opportunity to buy one of those 15? Well, you said it earlier, you gotta be prepared so that, and, and not just pre-qualified, not just strategizing with the, your realtor, but I think I'm that kind of buyer. If I'm going to go out and buy a refrigerator, I'm not buying the first one I look at. I need to see a few so that I feel comfortable that, okay, this is the one I want. Uh, so I don't, I, maybe go out and look at a few, you know, and uh, learn what the market has to offer you. Uh, work with your realtor to see how, you know, how they can help you understand each home and its pros and cons and its benefits. And, um, and also the priorities. Here's always a good one. You have a home you walk into and it's got old stained carpet. Then you walk into another one, pretty similar, except it's on a busy street. Well, maybe that realtor can help you prioritize because you're buying the busy street. That's there, right. You, you can't it's change that. Changing. You can change the carpet. And so you can't give those things equal weight. And that's where your realtor can come in and say, well, here's a thought for you. Yeah. You know, they can really do some research and show you how have homes appreciated or depreciated on a busy street. Like what have other people had have owned homes on busy streets you know, have they said it really wasn't a big deal, right? Or has it been a big deal to them? I lived on Bullard Avenue. I mean, just personally, like I, I wouldn't buy a home on a busy street again, but it was Bullard, you know, like that's a busy one, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, with me, caution, but I say that and in some houses have nice block fences, right? They're set back. So if it's set back, it's got a nice fence, maybe some shrubbery or low trees, maybe the busy street isn't a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you, you hear of one maybe on First Street or Fresno Street, but it's on a frontage on a road. On a frontage road, yes. It, it, which actually gives you additional parking. It gives you a little park space. Yes. So it, it could be a good thing. Agents need to be careful. And buyers too, right? We need to be careful that when you see a house that it says it's on a busy street, like don't make the assumption that it's actually on the busy street because yes, it could be on a frontage road, which can be quite nice. And this is where finding an agent that uses AI, agent, <laughs> agent intelligence, intelligence, rather than artificial, artificial. intelligence can, can help you with that. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's the 4300 block of North Fresno Street. That's on a frontage road. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, you guys, the listeners should have seen uh, Jason's eyes when I told him that I taught a class on AI. I don't think you believed me I, at first. I did not believe you. I knew there had to be a punchline coming to that. And I mean... We could tell some funny stories about Don and technology. And this is a running joke, by the way. I don't know. I mean, I listen to Welcome I listen to the show quite often, but I don't know if it's a running joke with everybody else. But as long as I've known you, it's certainly been a running joke about your objection to tech. Yeah. Um, although back in the late 90s, I was the one of the 
forefathers of bringing technology to our MLS. And I use technology a lot, but I just don't want to forget that you got to know stuff too. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You got to. You just can't have the answer. You got to know how to get there. How about it, that? And a great technology story. Back when I was pushing to get the uh, get our multiple listing out of a book and into a computer, and I was pushing that. I remember one of my buddies, Armando Khan. He goes, we don't need a computer. This book is just fine. I go, oh, no, this is going to make it so much easier. He said, okay, buddy. He goes, find, find the best four-bedroom in the Hoover High School District. Let's go. By the time I got to the computer, he'd already flipped through like six or seven pages in the book, and he goes, there it is, right there on Bond Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> he was way faster, and, and I was still logging in. <laughs> I remember those days. I remember All right. Sure. Um, we're going to go to a commercial break right now, but when we get back, we got more on Welcome Home Radio. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us this morning is Jason Ferris of Fres Yes Realty. And I've always been impressed by that positive name for our town, of Fres Yes rather than Fres No. So right. all that said, Jason, why should people consider moving to Fresno? And I'm talking Fresno County. Right, sure. Or the Central Valley. Sure. Um, you know, I think we're the last affordable piece of California, right? In fact, I've been trying to buy the domain, your piece of California, for years the California Association of Realtors owns it, oh. by the way. And every, they don't do anything with it. They just, but they renew their, their domain every year. But like, I think they're the last affordable piece of California. Like, and, and we talk about like why specifically, right? Well, first of all, like Central Valley is, it's called Central for a reason. Like, you know, how many people like in our community take day trips to the beach? Like you want some good cinnamon rolls and you can get to Pismo in two hours and be eating some of the best cinnamon rolls in the country right? Like you've got the beach in two hours. You've got Disneyland in three. You have uh, the Oakland athletics until they move to Las Vegas, right? Don, I squeezed the baseball comment in there, uh, but you've got them two and a half hours away or the giants, you know, San Francisco 49ers are playing in the playoffs tomorrow. And um, you know, they're what, two and a half, three hours away from us. Yosemite people fly all around. Wait, wait, wait. The world. You're specifically excluding the Dodgers on purpose because oh, you know I'm a Dodger right, fan. the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, how far are they moving though? I thought maybe they're moving to New Mexico, the yeah. Santa Fe Dodgers or they might. They might. <laughs> yeah. But they're further down the road. They're 4 hours away. They got to deal with LA traffic. Traffic here, we don't have traffic in Fresno. I mean, really, like, you know, I, I saw the freeway stop on 41 for all of 60 seconds on the way here this morning. I mean, Don, we don't get traffic like people. Like, my daughter goes to school down in Chapman, right, in Orange, and I go to visit her. It could be anywhere from four to six hours to get there from here because of traffic. Like, we don't have that here. So mm -hmm. if traffic is something that irritates you, that's why it's so nice to people working remote now, right? We have a lot of people who were uh, living up in the Bay Area, San Jose, San Francisco, that area that now live in our valley because they get more home, they get more yard, 
right? Yeah, their payments are less, and of course they work remote, so they still get to enjoy, you know, their uh, salaries from up north. Mm-hmm. How great's that? And and two and a half, three hours, you can go to the mountains, Yosemite, the beach, Disneyland. You can go see the Dodgers, right? Or you can go see the 49ers. All right. So yeah, we are centrally located, so we are we have that proximity to so many things. You can do day trips or weekend trips so easily. So easily. That's a big part, right? And then how about our culture? Like we're a very diverse culture. Like you've traveled a lot in your career, so have I. Like I really enjoy traveling. Um, but uh, th- we have a really diverse culture here in, in, in Fresno. And, and, and with that comes some amazing food, right? Everyone loves to come together around food. Like we've got the tacos, right? Our, you know, like, do you know the Fresno Grizzlies own the taco? Emoji Don. I know that because I have one of the shirts. Right. So a few years ago, we somehow purchased the emoji. I, I don't know how we did that, but, you know, um, so like we're known for some of the best tacos. Like, and I'll tell you, I've been to Santa Fe. Like I've been to San Antonio. I've been to Albuquerque, New Mexico. They got some good food, but uh, put them up against ours any day of the week. Yeah. Hey, and over here we got fa, tacos, uh, calzones. I mean, we are very diverse. Is it Calzone or Calzone, Don? It you depends. Are you from Sicily or are you from northern Italy? It just depends. Depends on that. Well, yeah. you're from Sicily. Yeah, Calzone. Calzone, okay. But you got to have a question mark at the end of it. Calzone. That? And that's how you get an Italian accent. <laughs> just by adding that part at the end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, next time you talk to somebody like that, you know, listen and you'll see that question mark at the end we we do but we've got great schools and there's great there's a lot more employment opportunities here than than people realize like a lot of the tech sector has moved down here Uh, and again like you could take a job up in the bay area one of my past clients um, worked for amazon but he was in the tech department he actually was one of the programmers for the echo Right where you'd say, uh, you know, Alexa, do this, Alexa, do that. He was the main programmer for that, and he lived here but worked for them. So enjoyed the salary that comes with the big job up north, but and also enjoyed the low cost of living here in the valley. Well, another thing is climate. I remember I had a client from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, oh. and they were out here, and I said, hey, I want you. To know, it's in the summertime. I said, I just want you to know this is an incredibly hot day. It's 108 degrees. It's not normally this hot. So, you know, don't don't worry. He looked at me. He goes, Don, there's no humidity. This is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a dry heat. And uh, he, he even said this. He goes, you go to 88 degrees back in Baltimore in the humidity. It's horrible. I coach a team, Don. I coach real estate agents as well as sell real estate. And I coach a team in Baltimore, Maryland. And I tell you what, right now they're digging through snow every morning in their driveways. So not only do they have the humidity during the summer, but they're digging out snow. In fact, a funny story, um, the Miami Dolphins, who are my football team, long story on how I fell in love with an East Coast team. But Dolphins played the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs and lost miserably. Uh, and I had a bet with that team. So you actually, like, there was a day a couple of weeks ago where I had to wear a Baltimore Ravens jersey and uh, a beanie on my head for an entire day. Oh, I'll tell you, Don, it was rough. Julie, Cleo, if you're listening to this, yeah, I can't wait for the rematch. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, speaking of Baltimore, I, I gave you how to make an Italian accent. 
you know, how to pronunciate that. Well, here's what I found from Baltimore. And tell me if you're, if this is correct from the people, you know, the way they say Baltimore is Bonimer. <laughs> I have not heard that, but I want to make sure they listen to the show and, uh, yeah. you have to listen to a recording. I've done a lot of traveling, so I've picked up on these little idiosyncrasies. That's good. That's good. I know they're big on their crabs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crab, they, they think crab feeds that we have here aren't really crab feeds. Right, they've got to go there to have the crab fleets and the Schlitz beer or whatever they got. But we're off topic, Don. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so weather, um, education-wise, I think you know we've got a university here in Fresno. We've uh, here in the Central Valley, we have a UC in Merced. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, and I'm of course Bakersfield. We're close to the coast with San Luis Obispo, uh, Cal Poly over there. Yeah, and the hospitals are good too. We've got the the program down here at Community um, that that's excellent. So, look, you you got to find like we talked about a four bedroom, three bath home for six hundred thousand dollars with a pool. You take that home and you go and find it in some of the areas in Los Angeles, and you're talking about you know one point seven two million dollars. Like like yes, it's expensive, right? Like when we think about things, but like we're still a great deal. Like, yeah, we're a great deal. People sell a home there. They come here and buy three rentals. Right. You know. And and that increases their income. That's right. So and going back to traffic, um, I remember telling somebody one time that our the idea of rush hour traffic in Fresno means that you have to slow down to 40 miles an hour on the freeway. Right. <laughs> and that's your rush hour traffic. Now, I, I know there's about a 10 minute period of time there where you actually have to slow down to 20 but that's about it right yeah and that's on her compare that to uh the interstate 10 in los angeles or 80 in the bay area yeah no fun no fun no fun Mm -hmm. all right so um lots of reasons to move here to fresno and here's a stat for you um a ballpark stat and that is the Central Valley has our median home price is about half of what the state of California is. So we're right around 400,000. They're up over 800,000 for the whole state. And that includes Fresno dragging it down. Yeah, it's very interesting the perception people have about California and, and, and what the reality is of where we are in California. Mm-hmm. Right. When I coach somebody like on the East Coast, they go, oh, you live in California. You sell homes in California. Your price point must be, you know, a million five or two. Every home you sell must be two million. I'm like, no, <laughs> like more like four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand is what I'm selling every day. All right. When we get back from our next commercial break, we're going to um, go over that segment we've been doing on what adults are learning from the kids on what our home really means. And then I've got a special um, segment with uh, Jason on, I'm gonna ask him for some of his best real estate stories. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio where our song says, put me in coach, I'm ready to play. And who we're putting in right now are the kids. As uh, I've said before, we had the Homewards Essay Contest 
for school-aged children, and we wanted to learn from the children. What does a home really mean? Because as adults, we spend a lot of time on the calculator and trying to justify something numerically. Well, the kids didn't do that, and I think they taught us a lesson or two. Um, so I'm going to give a few excerpts here. Here's one from a fifth grader. Very succinctly said, for me, everything starts at home. Huh, I like that. Yeah, to the point. Yeah. Um, home. In other words, home is the most important place. Hey, kind of like a baseball game too, huh, Jason? Yes. Everything starts at home. Well, where will the Oakland A's be? Will they, will they, is, it, is it final? Are there, is, there, is home going to be Las Vegas? I think so. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Hey, reason to live in Fresno. I got an hour flight from Fresno to Vegas to go catch a game, right? Can't beat that, right? Or a quick five-hour drive. I'm down. Okay. New there fan base, new stadium, some money so we can compete with the Dodgers. You are positive about this. Yeah. You guys will never compete with the Dodgers. <laughs> well, if we had, we, we could, we, yeah, we don't really compete with you last year. I think we had the worst record in baseball. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, give us a cute couple of years and we'll be back. All right. Here's, here's another one. What we learned from the kids, and this is a ninth grader. I know there are a lot of people that do not have a place to live and call home. So I'm very grateful to have one. So parents... Maybe take a little bit of the focus off the calculator and listen to what that ninth grader said. Hmm. Thankful to have one. Yeah. Here's one from a sixth grader. I'm very proud of my house because my parents have put so much time and effort into making my house great. Wow. Nice appreciation. I, I was just going to say it. That I, to recognize what their parents. Uh-huh. That sixth grader is not just thinking about them and what they do. They're thinking outside of their, their body and thinking, gee, my parents are doing this for me yeah, or for us. All right, here's one from a 12th grader. All that matters is that after a long day, you feel the warm embrace of safety. Oh, safety. And what grade is that? 12th. Yeah, was a senior in high school. Yeah. And they're... Speaking of high school, what high school did you go to? I went to San Joaquin Memorial. Ah, same as me. That's... No wonder we communicate. Well. <laughs> We're both talkers. Yeah. What that says. <laughs> well, you know, one of, my, one of the teachers at Memorial ran into me one time, and he says, Don, I hear you on the radio. He goes, uh, on your talk show. He goes, it's really good. I, I like it. He goes, but you had a lot of practice in school. He goes, you always had a talk show going on in the classroom. <laughs> All right. Here's one for, from a 11th grader. It is wherever I am with the people I love, a place where I feel safe and content. So home is not a, home is not a fixed, unchanging location. Hmm. Interesting that so, wherever his this uh, kid's family is, that's home. Safety came up again. Ah, yeah, yeah. You're pretty good how you analyze these things, Jason. <laughs> I went deep on that one. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think of a uh, career in psychology? Well, I was just thinking about it last night. In fact, like I wonder how long it would take to get a, you know, a, 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 become a doctor there. Okay, here's our last one from, from the kids. An eighth grader. 
A home is where you're free to be yourself and you won't get judged. But most importantly, home is where you want to be. Wow, that's good stuff. Yeah. And all these kids were told is, here's a blank canvas. Give us a 150-word essay um, on what your home means to you. And that's not one kid mentioned interest rates, numbers. <laughs> um, not one, in fact, not one kid mentioned whether they owned it, rented it, or shared the house. No, whether they, they were in the ADU or the main house. It, it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. I love that, Don. All right. Well, so those are some good stories. But I want to ask you, Jason, do you have any, what's, do you have a heartwarming story? You know, I, I, I do. I mean, lots of different ones over the years, right? But, you know, one comes to mind thinking about what we talked about today. We talked about, you know, why Fresno, you know, my thing about positivity and, and loving where you live. And in fact, you know, if you don't love living here, please like move. It's okay. <laughs> Just list your home with Don or I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but I, one story comes to mind and and this goes along with fresyes.com. It was one of the stories that I, I wrote early on in, in, in my career, I'd met a lady that had lived down the street. And I'm going to try to shorten this up for sake of time, but she lived down the street from my grandmother. It was an older home, very well kept. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was kind of a, a yellow home. It was a Tudor style home in the historic Fresno High area. Uh, and I, I'd see this woman outside working in her flower bed, um, like all the time, like just it seemed like every day. And one time I was walking by and, you know, and we'd always wave hi. And, and, and this time I was with my son and he says, uh, Hey dad, like he's very, very young. And he says, you know, what's, what's with her hands and her face? Like they look strange. And what he was referring to is her face and her hands look leathered, right. And worn. Now I had met her before and we had talked. So I, I, I knew like the reasoning. And so, but I, so I thought I'd, you know, introduce him to her and we'd get to talking and see if I could bring that story out from her. And in fact I did. And she shared with my son and I that she'd worked in the, the, the fields all her life. And when I mean fields, like she worked in the raisin fields. So she had rolled raisins and stumped raisins and her hands were and face were leathered like they were because of her exposure to sun for all these years. And she had shared with us that she had, uh, lost her husband a few years after having her second son. And it was a few years after they had bought in their first house, the house that they were living in, that she lived in today. And over the years that they never moved, but they were able to raise two. She was able to raise by herself uh, while working in the fields. That's, that's still what she had done that day. And she had saved uh, enough, had had enough equity in her house that when her son, her oldest son, wanted to go to medical school, she was able to pull money out from her house and equity and send her son to medical school. Her second son, again, she had enough equity to pull out from her house to be able to send her son to college, right? And so moving forward, her son now is a surgeon at Kaiser Hospital, and her other son's a principal at one of the high schools here in town. I had the, the luxury of the honor of selling her home when she passed away. But I just think of like, had she not worked so hard and become, and had the foresight of becoming a homeowner, like where would her kids have been today? Right. Yeah. And I sat at her, um, her uh, viewing and, and had an opportunity to speak to her sons and 
Like they thought about that too. Like had my mom not bought this house, like, you know, like we would have, I would have never been able to go to medical school or I would have owed hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans, but they didn't owe either. Like the, the son that went to Fresno state didn't owe any, any tuition. And, um, her son that went to medical school didn't owe anything. So now they're, you know, amazing uh, contributors to society today and have both purchased homes for me as well for their families. Uh, and that's the beauty of our business. We're dealing with something that people not only want, but they need, and that is a home. Yeah. And we get to help them with that. It's not like we're selling widgets um, where people don't really need them. That's right. So. That's yeah, right. they need some place to feel safe, and we and just what an amazing gift are we have in our homes. Like Don, I wear my shoes every day, and I go to sell them. Right, they're not worth more money. Like, like we use our cars every day, we drive them around in them, and they're not worth more money tomorrow, right? But our homes, we we raise our families in them, we scuff the floors, we dent the walls, like they age. Yet we're privileged enough that they're worth more money later. Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting thought. And I want to thank you, Jason, for coming in today and sharing your experiences with all of our listeners. And of course, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Um, we'll be back again next week. Everybody take care. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.